petite Syrah, a little extra. Put this all wrecked in your cerebral cortex. You want me to rap? Think I'd rather take a nap. It's a wheel. It's your feels. It's, it's the, the best nightcap. Cheers. To we didn't um, even talk about this. I think oh, yeah. we did everything perfect last week. Uh, yeah, we never, ever, ever redundant or mess up on anything. So yeah. we don't have to worry about that anymore. That was just in the beginning when we were newbie podcasters. <laughs> <laughs> now we got this on We were noobs. Yeah, totally. We're great every time now. So um, I think we talked about everything last time. We didn't get any write-ins. Oh, we do. We actually have a re-splain. Yeah, we did get um, someone who wrote to us on our Facebook. Uh, this is... Uh, someone that we know actually. So she's saying in the last podcast, you guys were talking about painful pap smears and such. Pap smears and cervical checks are also very painful for me. Oh, this is so validating. Like I'm not alone. My OB told me it was because my uterus is more anterior. That means toward the front. So maybe it's tipped forward or hmm. just placed more near the front. Hmm. Just thought I would share that little tidbit of info. Thank you, Shelby. You make me feel like I'm not alone. Maybe yeah. I have a tipped uterus. I think I think you're not. I think for most people it's uncomfortable, but I don't understand why having a tipped or forward uterus would make it any more painful. They're still opening your vagina essentially and mm -hmm. then um, actually literally that's what they're doing and then swabbing. So you know, if it's forward or back, they're still going to swab. Like yeah. what's the... Because you know? maybe it could be more painful because they have to manipulate the cervix a little more to get mm. it to face the direction they want. Mm. But that's not the part for me that's painful. I mean, I don't like having the speculum inserted. Mm -hmm. That's not fun, but it's not crazy yeah. painful. It's the actual little Opening. scraping that they do. Oh. <laughs> I don't, don't like they just, that. Is with the swab, or, that's the part you're talking about? Or have the, you seen? Okay, with I another... might know too much. That's, yeah. That might be part of the problem because yeah. I used to work in an OBGYN office and it's just a small thing, but it is a scrapey thing. It's like a... Um, like a plastic mini shovel or something? It's like a uh, if you had a pipe cleaner that was shaped like a little tiny Christmas tree mm. that was plastic. Oh, so it's all spiky and It's stuff? spiky. It's like they want to scrape cells off. It's yeah. not just swabbing oh. and huh. getting the very surface. It's they're scraping and getting some cells. So they have multi... I've only ever seen like the swabby thing. The, the swabby thing is for... Q-tip, um, big, big Q-tip. Yeah, that's to check for infections. I think that's what they... Okay. This is just based on my experience. I mean, other OBGYNs might do things differently. Um, but uh, what I've experienced is that they have the uh -huh. scrapey thing for the actual pap, which is where they check for abnormal cells. And then they have the swab to check for uh, infection. Uh-huh. Well, do they have anything to check if you have a phone stuck in your vagina? What? <laughs> it says, there's an article that came out. It says, oh, a woman sued Samsung for $1.8 after a cell phone got stuck in her vagina. How did your cell phone get stuck in your vagina? Okay, but the main question, in my opinion, is why on earth would it be Samsung's fault? Wait, sorry. They yeah. didn't make I just got phone. stuck on the... <laughs> they didn't make your phone easily come out of a vagina because that's the purpose. <laughs> so she's suing them because she got the phone stuck in there? I didn't like read the whole article. That's just the title. <laughs> I love that's it. not where it goes, first oh, of all. Oh, man. You've seen those crazy like x-rays. They're all over the internet where people get stuff stuck in their vagina or their butt, you uh -huh. know, uh, like they stick things up there. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's just funny. 
Like, why, like, I don't know. Do people stick hot dogs up there? You know, that's going to break off. Like, <laughs> I'm just like a hot dog. I mean, like the crappy hot dogs, you know? Like, think like, about what you do before you do it, people. Well, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I don't know. Get a quality hot dog. That's not gonna break. Maybe cook it first. Maybe it'll break oh its mouth. Then your vagina's gonna just smell like <laughs> juicy smoked meats. Maybe that's not bad though. I don't know. Depends if your boyfriend's vegan or not. <laughs> you can cut that out. <laughs> oh no 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 no! Leave it in. You know what's actually really common to um, get stuck in your vagina mm. is tampons. Mm. People at the end mm. of their period. They, you know, forget that the tampon's in there because their period was really light. And then you're thinking, did I put a tampon in? Did I not? And it doesn't feel like it because maybe you're using those really tiny ones. Anyway, that happens all the time. Does it? Yeah. And people will not realize it for, you know, sometimes a month or so because it's not super obvious until Mm -hmm. it starts to, you know, collect fluids and then that attracts bacteria. And sometimes that can become smelly or sometimes it can irritate the inside of your vagina and cause you to have abnormal bleeding. Um, So, yeah. That's funny. Have you like seen that? Is that why you Mm -hmm. know that? Yeah. There were plenty of patients that came into the OBGYN office that they were like, why did this happen? You know, all of a sudden I'm having this weird discharge and I'm having, sometimes they would have you know, mild cramping. Right. Um, And it was- Your body's like, get that out of here. Mm Mm-hmm. That's so funny. You got a one month old tampon. <laughs> oh my gosh. I, I've done that where I've like accidentally tried to put two or forgetting. And then you're like, I don't remember if I took my last one. You know, you're, but like, <laughs> how do people not go and fish up in there and make sure, like, just for that specific reason? I mean, I know people aren't all comfortable, but like, you just want to make sure nothing's left in there, you know? Like, it's not, you just do it, especially. So people who have IUDs. Kat is twirling her finger up in the air. like, <laughs> Well, it's twirling around your cervix. You do a little check all around. Just like um, how you check for your IUD string. Is that what you were? That's what I was about okay, to say. Okay, yeah, okay. so people who have um, IUDs. When I did that. Intrauterine device. <laughs> um, they have strings that come out of your, so you, the intrauterine device obviously is put intrauterine, intrauterine, uh, and uh, it stays Inside there, your uterus. Inside <laughs> your uterus, and the strings come out, and that way they can make sure, if, for one, when your doctor's looking at your uh, gynecologist, you know, to make sure it's still in there. Have the strings gotten longer? Maybe the IUD moved or it's slipping out. Have they got, have they gone away? Um, or... Are they wrapped tightly around your cervix? I don't know. There's lots of different stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. Reasons to check for it. You had to take a little break. There was a spider incident. Yeah, I don't like spiders. And so Sarah had to rescue me and save the spider. And then she found another spider and I pretty much just want to leave. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, okay. Uh, also, that reminds me of a spider story. Um, this is real life, so I'm just going to go off on a little do tangent. it this is real this is real life. life guys that gets edited so if you don't like the story you can get rid of it um so there's a spider when I was visiting my my brother lived in Maine a long time ago like uh 17 18 years ago and uh we visited him several times and he had this little cabin that he built with other people and but he I mean you know Anyway, that's not the point. So we were visiting, staying in his little cabin, and then I looked on the wall, and there was a spider about the size of my hand. Whoa! And its that's legs a big were spider. not as thick as my finger, but almost, and like real Ooh. black and green striped. Oh God! That was my palm was scared. 
<laughs> oh no. Oh no. Cat <laughs> <Sorry>. just jumped. <laughs> okay. It's all good, guys. My blood's just high, so my pump was vibrating to tell me to scare the shit out of me. <laughs> I'm talking about thinking about this big spider. Oh, okay. So the spider was really big. Its legs were like black and juicy and striped green. Uh, and it was so big that my brother was jumping on it, trying to kill it, and it wouldn't die because it was really big. What? And so I was standing outside of his front door him with my hands over my ears, sc- crying because I was hearing him jump on this spider that wouldn't die. And then they had to grab something and like, sm- I know you're crying thinking about killing a spider like that, <laughs> but it was like so traumatic and ever, ever, uh, uh, anytime after that we went and visit him, I would never stay in his house. I always stayed in like the main house of the uh, land that he lived on. Yeah, I would never went back in that. I was like, nope, I am never going. It's like I can't. I, I'm sorry, guys. I know it's awful and pansy, but like I'm a city girl and I hate to not like spiders, but they just kind of creep me out. I mean, that would creep me out a little bit too if I saw a spider that big. I mean, yeah. that's pretty freaky. It was really big. I'm I'm fine with snakes. I'm fine with rats. I'm fine with mice. I'm like, but you know, they can all bite you too. I know they bite more than spiders mm-hmm. do. It's not the biting. I just they cr- just don't like spiders. It just creeps me out. Oh God. Oh my God. <laughs> you are so freaked out. I need some more we wine. talk about spiders so much, by the way. This is the nurse uh, uh, and wine and spider podcast. Yeah. We should change the title to something that includes spiders. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Whining with spideys and Whining. nurses. Oh, God. <laughs> Crying with spiders. I'm going to drink some more wine so I care less about the spiders. <laughs> Sarah needs to tell a story now. Let's talk about your topic. Um, well, uh, before we get into that, I just wanted to go back to IUDs a little because I think mm-hmm. they're the best thing ever. So yeah. I don't I don't know if we said but people probably know, but I'll just say it in case you don't. An intrauterine device is to prevent pregnancy. We might've already said that. No. Um, but you know what I think is so interesting? Cause I've, I have one and I've had another, I've had two different types. Mm-hmm. Um, they last five to 10 years, which is awesome. That's five to 10 years of security knowing that mm-hmm. you're not going to get pregnant. Yeah. 99.8%. Yeah. The Marina, the Marina is the, um, one that has hormones in it. Mm-hmm. So that lasts less amount of time, I think, just because it's impregnated with hormones that don't last for It's as impregnated, long as the- but you won't be. <laughs> you won't be, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then the copper tea, which is what I have. You have the Marina, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. I used to have the copper tea. Yeah. Um, that which lasts for like- Right, Paragard. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it has copper um, instead, and it does the same thing, um, just no hormones. And that one lasts 10 to 12 years, and- Mine's like at 12 years, but she's like, it really lasts forever. Just, you know, it, it doesn't, the copper's not going to just stop working. It's just, it's only been studied that long. So yeah. Um, but yeah, they're great. They're 99.99, I think, percent yeah, effective. Yeah, something amazing. But people have gotten pregnant with it. And yeah. they always, you always hear horror stories of people getting pregnant and then the baby is born with the IUD stuck to its head. I don't know if <laughs> I don't that's know. true or not. I worked with a midwife who said she had people get pregnant, you know, all the time on IUDs. And um, you also hear, oh, you can have a tubal pregnancy and that could be life-threatening. But she had people get pregnant a lot and they just had, they just took out the IUD and they had the kid and there was no, you know, it wasn't a big deal. I guess it's more common, obviously less common that the really bad stuff happens, mm-hmm. but it's not even that common that you get pregnant if you, so people can get pregnant, but compared to other contraceptive, 
contraceptives, it's it's more better. It's better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's better. And you don't feel it and you don't have to think about it. I felt the Paragard. No, I, I mean on the daily basis. Oh, I mean. Oh, mm-hmm. is that what you're talking about? Mm-hmm. I thought you meant putting it in. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. I mean, oh yeah. Putting, inserting and removing. Ugh, that was terrible. Those are really painful. But yeah, the Paragard, at first it, I cramped a lot, but that was because I was just getting used to it. And then I was fine for probably five years. And then it started mm-hmm. to make me feel really crampy again. So mm-hmm. much that I just couldn't take it anymore Yeah, and decided to take it out. Two years early, so I only left that one in for eight years yeah. um, and switched wonder- to Marina, which I'm much happier with. Yeah. It doesn't, like, because Mar- Marina, because the hormones helps you have, like, less... I don't have any period. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. Um, but the something I thought was funny when I first got Paragard, I was interested in, how does this work, actually, you mm-hmm. know? And I was reading the package insert, like a nerd, and it said, it creates an environment that's inhospitable to sperm. Mm-hmm. And so I just imagine, like, sperm knocking on the door of my uterus, and the Paragard <laughs> doesn't invite it in for tea. <laughs> it's inhospitable. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's not like cocktails. You have like tea in your uterus. Is that when your friends mean, over? I think that's being hospitable. You invite someone in for, for tea. tea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. Just no. You're going to have to. Mm-mm. We're going to make it really uncomfortable for you in yeah. here. And how it works is, right, that the copper sperm can't live in copper. Like copper kills them. I think, I think part of it is just that they don't know exactly how it works. Part of it's Mm. because it's a barrier slightly. um, So it kind of blocks sperm a little bit. Hmm. And then, yeah, I guess the copper probably changes the pH of your uterus. And I thought that was it. Yeah, I don't know. But it's worked for me for 12, 10 years. I don't know. I've had it since I got diabetes because hormones will increase your blood sugar. So, uh, yeah, interesting Hmm. though. Uh, but, but so, oh wait, I had a question though. Yeah. Sorry. That's what I was waiting for. I was like, my question to come back. Um, so why do you think like you had years of being fine and then like five years into your Paragard, you're, it, you got cramps again? I don't know. I wonder if it's an inflammatory thing. I mean, as I've gotten a little older, um, cat, Yes. <laughs> I guess we like to talk I about that. I wasn't going to. I do it just for joking. <laughs> I, I don't think you guys are all old. Um, as I've gotten older, I've noticed, I mean, I'm starting to get inflammatory issues. Like I have arthritis in one of my ankles, mm-hmm. I'm probably in both ankles. I'm pretty sure I've got arthritis in this left finger knuckle and mm. in one of my uh, toes. Mm. So I think maybe there's just more inflammatory stuff going on. I probably have some sort of inflammatory thing going on. And my mom has. Um, an autoimmune disease. I hope you don't mind me sharing that, Mom. Like I said, if you're in our family, your privacy is not protected in this podcast. <laughs> Everyone's an example. Yeah. Um, but so I wonder if it's that, if there was mm. some inflammatory yeah. stuff going on and then, um, you know, and then there was something in there, the Paragard copper IUD that was irritating, mm-hmm. you know, so maybe I could just feel it more. Right, yeah. I don't know. Sense. That's all I can think of. I have friends with really different stories. Some of them have gotten pregnant on it. Um, some of them it's fallen out like twice or something. Uh, someone wow. made really bad cramps or periods that would last a couple months. Oh, It was like no. really bad experiences. And then other people that are great. I've personally I never had a problem. I would rather get pregnant than have two month long period. Really? No. <laughs> I was like, is it a no, nine month thing? Yeah. Um, but like, anyway, uh, I've never had, I love it. 
I've never had any problems. Haven't I never, you know, besides like the initial inserting, it was terrible. And then like the, that day, like worst cramps of my life. I was like in a bathtub, like just crying and dying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was awful. It is awful. The people should, doctors should use and, you know, PAs and NPs, they should use lidocaine. And, and just like afterwards, the cramping, I don't know what you can do about that, but you know, give some advice. Like mm-hmm. I feel like I went home and I, I, was in the worst pain of my life because I have not had children <laughs> and uh, it was really bad. But I don't know, other people might not have that same experience. But I think that um, sometimes they're a little less sensitive to people who haven't had children. You know, when I talk, told them that it was really painful, they were like, well, yeah, well, you, um, you have a really uh, tender cervix because you haven't had any babies. So I'm mm-hmm. like, well, that's no reason to let me feel this way. Just because right. I haven't had any babies, I right. should just be, have pain. Like, yeah. yes, yeah. maybe that is why I have a tender cervix. Sorry. Huh. Like. It's weird that it would be. So when it's, it's just like, it like toughens up once you have a kid. It's like, okay. No, I think it it's uh, softened, you know, because the cervix has been opened you know, oh, I see to the size of a baby's head. Oh, so, yeah, but wouldn't that be? Wouldn't yours then be tough, and theirs not? I mean, theirs would be tender. People who have had kids. No, I think theirs is more um, pliable, maybe. Okay. And like you know, they've had they've had pain mm-hmm. way way worse. Right. Right. Um, so it's you know hmm. better by comparison, or mm, I don't know. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, anyway. I think that. Uh, this is just my little, I, I always get mad when, when I think that, uh, I, I feel like doctors and, you know, advanced practitioners should listen to their, pa- I think everybody mm-hmm. should listen to their patients. But I asked in both cases if I could have lidocaine because the doctor I used to work for, he, that mm-hmm. was his common practice was to inject the cervix with lidocaine before implanting um, an IUD. And patients seemed to do really well with it because mm-hmm. their cervix was numbed. You know, he did that for all yeah. kinds of procedures. So, so anyway. They, they just injected or is it like a topical lidocaine? Well, first he would inject some topical lidocaine and then he would actually in inject into the cervix, mm. uh, you know, yeah. with a needle and <laughs> a lidocaine. Right. So I feel like they should, you know, and I asked for it in both circumstances and they just kind of blew me off. Like, no, we don't yeah. do that. Maybe it's just, it's not done here. Cause I, I haven't even heard of that. Well, one time it was in Southern California, which yeah. I, I should have just had the doctor that I worked for right. do it, but right. I would just didn't want to yeah. cross that line. That's that was weird. weird. Yeah. So like you've mm. seen my vagina. Yeah. My endo my uh not endocrinologist, my oh would you no. The, anyway, the lady who was doing my pap smear last time. Your gynecologist? Time I went, yeah, I guess. My gynecologist. Um, so I, I went there and everything's all set up. My legs are in the stirrups and and then we realized we both went to the same nursing school. And then she went on to become a nurse practitioner. So she's like, yay, Billikins, you know, it's St. Louis. And it was just like this funny thing. And I'm like, yeah, it was, I mean, I don't care. I'm not, I wasn't like embarrassed, but it was just really weird to be in that situation. You're both talking about being, it was just like, a, like my legs are in the air. Like, so this, is, this is happening. It was funny though. It distracts you from sitting there imagining or thinking too much about what's going on down there, you know? No. Anyway. <laughs> I always think of penguins. I don't know why. I try and distract myself and I think of something and it's always penguins. What? I don't know. It's just always been my go-to. Ever since my first pap smear, I was like penguins. penguins. What? 
I don't know. I think I got it from a movie or something, and now I just, just that's what it is. You think like of an image of a penguin. I think about penguins sliding on their bellies down a little ice luge and into the ocean. I don't know what to say to that. I think that's really cool. It's really pleasant. Now I'm just never going to be able to not think of penguins and probably all of our listeners. Pap smear penguins. Oh, uh-huh. Just penguins slide. Okay. Feel free to use that. Yeah. <laughs> Does it help? They're like, uh, no. <laughs> no. I mean, it it calms my anxiety until the scraping starts. Mm. So, because, you know, that makes it worse if you're anxious the whole time and yeah. just anticipating pain. Yeah. So it helps me to be right. distracted until actually it hurts. And yeah. then ain't no stopping that. I mean, I mean, I think anticipation in general is like the worst part. Like, pe- like people are really scared to get shots. I what is that? You have a big trailer parked outside. There may be like turn oh. their generator oh, okay. on or something. Don't worry, I can fix it. Okay. Um, like stubbing your toe. I always tell people like stubbing your toe was honestly worse than getting a shot. <laughs> it's just the thought of it. Like the shot is just like a little pinch. Stubbing mm-hmm. your toe though really, really, really hurts. Mm-hmm. But it's the pinch and then knowing it's like a needle that is scary and makes it worse. But yeah. it's not actually that bad. Right. So the anticipation, you know, you can handle a little scrape. But if you get a really bad injury, you can handle that too. But we just, mm-hmm. you know. So you're saying we think a shot's worse because we're thinking about it a lot before yeah. it actually happens when really the actual pain of a shot's not that bad. It's right. not as bad as a toe yeah. stubbing. That's right. real bad. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway. I'm with you on that. Mm-hmm. Cheers.